All right, Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I am your host, as always, Derek Wills, and I am super glad that you are here. We have a lot to get to today. Obviously, last week I uh, I missed, and now I have to play catch-up. Uh, but before we get into everything that we're going to be talking about today, I want to thank our sponsor here at Lone Star Gun Talk, and that is... The Bunker. The Bunker is a veteran-owned and operated small business in the Texas Hill Country, specializing in products for those who long to thrive in the outdoors. Whether you are looking for unique tactical gifts or preparing for a natural or man-made event, they have the products just for you. Go to thebunkertexas.com to check out their inventory of bug-out bags, tactical packs, first aid kits, MREs, and much, much more. Be sure to enter the promo code LSGR at checkout to let them know that we sent you, and you'll receive 10% off your order. Again, that is TheBunkerTexas.com, promo code LSGR, as in Lone Star Gun Rights. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about rape today, and it is definitely not a subject to be taken lightly, Um, but the first first thing that I'm going to talk about is not... Uh, Judge Kavanaugh. The first thing I'm going to talk about is Cody Wilson. As many of you are no doubt aware, Cody Wilson, the founder of Defense Distributed, uh, the the mastermind behind the 3D printed firearms and usurping the government's usurpations of our Second Amendment rights, is in quite a bit of legal trouble at the moment. Um, if things weren't bad enough with his being sued by 21 state attorneys general, he now is in the middle of a, uh, a statutory rape case. Uh, here's what we do know. We know that back in August, he went onto a website to meet women. Now, the website is sugardaddymeat.com or something like that. Um, and it requires that if you are going to sign up and be a member, you have to be 18 years old. That said, I do not know what sort of age verification they have on this website. If it's just like uh, going to a beer website and it's just, hey, put in your date of birth and that's good enough, then that's one thing. Uh, But if there is some other form of verification, whether they, I don't know, use your credit card or something like that to verify your age, I don't know, uh, then that's a whole nother issue. Regardless of all of that, here's what we do know to be uh, alleged in this case. Cody Wilson went onto this website that requires users to be 18. That we know. He met a girl on, on this website met her in a hotel room, had consensual sex with her, gave her $500, and that was the end of it. At minimum, what you have here is solicitation. Now, me personally, I don't think that paying people for sex consensually should be a crime, but it is. In the state of Texas, it is. Also, Whenever people are at such a, like right at that threshold, and in Texas, the age of consent is 17. This girl was 16. And Cody met her on a website that requires you to be 18. He should have done his due diligence. 
but it appears that he didn't. Now, what makes things worse for him is they were investigating this. He didn't. He was unaware. Uh, they started the investigation because this girl told a guidance counselor at school about the encounter, who then reported it to police, which she is required to do. Police begin investigating it. They find copious amounts of evidence against him, surveillance video, uh, license plates, you name it. They pretty much have him dead to rights in this, which is one thing that I find a little bit suspicious in, in, it, in the fact that usually whenever the media breaks a story, they, they do not let people know all of the specific evidence that they have against them. Usually, the, the, the reason behind this is because the police don't release all of the evidence that they have against a, a, a suspect. This part was designed to destroy Cody Wilson. The releasing of all of the evidence that they have against him in the media instantly tarnishes his name. And it does so at quite an egregious level. Now, the way the media portrayed this is almost like Cody was scouring the internet looking for 10-year-olds to have sex with, which is not true. Cody made a, a quite an awful mistake in the fact that one, he met a girl online, didn't do any sort of due diligence whatsoever, and uh, this is ending up biting him. Now, to make matters worse for him, at the time that the press released the fact that he was being investigated for this, he was in Taiwan. Why? We don't know. But he was in Taiwan at the time, and he apparently got tipped off at the fact that he was being investigated, allegedly and missed his flight home back to the United States. The U.S. Marshals re uh, released wanted posters, uh, meaning that they are now involved, which this should, for all intents and purposes, be a local matter. It, it happened in Austin, uh, which is where he lives. It happened in the state of Texas, and he resides in the state of Texas. He was on in Taiwan for what, for all we know, is a completely unrelated matter. But the U.S. Marshals at this point get involved, and they start working with uh, the Taiwanese law enforcement to get him uh, arrested and extradited back to the United States. What happened was he was allegedly looking for an apartment for a six-month lease in Taiwan, and his realtor turned him in, which is how he became captured. They extradited him back to the United States, and as a result, Defense Distributed has announced that Cody Wilson has voluntarily resigned his position as CEO of the company, and um, they, have, they have completely parted ways. He will not be a consultant. He will not be involved in dis Defense Distributed in any capacity whatsoever. That is what we know including some of the stuff that has been alleged. Cody Wilson made a stupid move. He did. And no judgment for his uh, personal endeavors whenever it comes to things like this, um, but he, he made a gross error, especially whenever he is in a huge or was in the middle of a huge legal battle regarding our rights. Now, Defense Distributed is going to carry on that role, but 
Cody Wilson's name is forever tarnished. I think he is still a patriot. I think he has done some wonderful and amazing work in the restoration of our rights. But he um, he essentially brought this on himself. I still support him. I still respect him. Um, but it is hard to feel uh, it is hard to feel sorry for the man when he made mistakes in this area. It wouldn't have been so bad if he had, I don't know, asked for her ID, which he might have done and she might have produced a fake ID. I don't know. This is this is all semantics at the moment. The point of the matter is that he had sex with an underage girl and then he at least gave the optics that he was trying to avoid returning home to be uh, in order to be arrested on this case. So a couple of errors were made, but nobody's perfect, and we will see what happens with Cody as time goes forward. Uh, he, As of now, he has posted bail, uh, and I'm sure a trial is forthcoming. Now, I want to move on to Judge Brett Kavanaugh and his accuser, Miss Ford. This is a completely different scenario. This, we do not have any evidence whatsoever, and it is not a statutory rape case. It is an alleged sexual assault, a legitimate rape case. And to all the women out there listening, when I say legitimate rape, I do not mean that there is such thing as an illegitimate rape. What I mean is that it is not a consensual sex act, as used in the example of Cody Wilson. Cody had consensual sex with a woman who was underage and that by law makes it rape. It doesn't matter because she is unable to give consent. Saying legitimate rape here means having sex with somebody against their will, assaulting somebody in a sexual manner against their will. So please don't misunderstand the words that I'm using. Now, I have to say that I am personally very disgusted with what I have seen on both sides of this issue. Now, ultimately what it boils down to is people on the left and apolitical women on, uh, that do not identify into politics have sided with Miss Ford blindly because she is a woman who is alleging a 30-year rape. On the right and this is all on the political right, is people siding with Judge Kavanaugh blindly because he is a judge that they like and want to see confirmed. Now, as far as the politicians behind this, Dianne Feinstein, uh, Cory Booker, all of that, their grandstanding on this issue, that has been disgusting as well. But that is not exactly the same thing as that, that this is not a trial so therefore they their grandstanding is just them grandstanding the big problem that i have is militant uh people on both sides and i have seen it on both sides i have seen people blindly calling judge Kavanaugh a rapist when they have no substantiating no evidence to substantiate her claims and just calling her or just calling him a rapist because she said so miss ford said so on the right 
I have seen people trying to slut shame this woman just because ultimately when if they're being intellectually honest with themselves, they are only doing it because likely she does not agree with them politically. And that is not okay. I have seen all around Facebook and other social media the sharing of pictures that look dated of a blonde-haired woman doing uh, things that are not exactly something that would make a father proud. They are claiming that these pictures are of Miss Ford from the 1980s. That is completely unsubstantiated. The internet is the world's biggest liar. And everything that you find on the internet should be taken with a grain of salt unless you find something to, to corroborate that. And yet, people on the right will find these pictures and say, oh, the internet told me that this is Miss Ford being acting like a slut? Fine, I'm going to share it and show the world what a slut she is. That is not okay. Here's the, the ultimate truth whenever it comes to this matter. Nobody knows exactly what happened. And nobody knows whether Miss Ford is lying or if she believes she's telling the truth. And I say she believes she's telling the truth because that matters. Two things can actually be true. Miss Ford could have been sexually assaulted or raped in the 1980s by somebody that she honestly believes is Brett Kavanaugh. And Brett Kavanaugh could know 100% without a doubt that he did not sexually assault or rape her. Okay? A lot of people have been saying that Miss Ford needs to be uh, charged with perjury. You cannot perjure yourself if you believe that what you are saying is true. Let me give you an example. If I am uh, a murder suspect and the murder allegedly happened during a time that I would normally be at work and the police question my wife about it and say, hey, where was your husband at this time? And knowing that I was likely at work because it's during the time, she says affirmatively he was at work. Now, if later it comes out that I was not at work during the time of the murder, they would not push, uh, push perjury charges on my wife because at the time of the questioning, for all she knew, she was telling the truth. The same thing is happening here, or could be happening here. Miss Ford could be absolutely believing that what happened to her was done by Brett Kavanaugh. Witnesses make mistakes. There are numerous times, it's not a majority of cases, but there are numerous times where people, where rape victims, have misidentified their attacker. And even to the point where they have gotten a conviction on somebody they knew was their attacker. Only for it later to come out, via other evidence, that that was not their attacker. Even when due process is followed, which, make no mistake, what is happening right now in Congress is not due process, because this is not a trial. This is a confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court justice. Even when due process is, file, uh, is followed, mistakes are made, because we don't live in a perfect world. And because we don't live in a perfect world, because human beings are inherently flawed, Miss Ford could be misremembering what is going on. 
but nobody actually knows if that's the case or not. To call her a liar is disgusting because you don't know if she's lying. She could have been the victim of a very heinous act and you are discrediting her with zero substantiating evidence. Now, on the flip side, I hope that she is telling the truth because it takes a sick and twisted person to make up a rape allegation. It absolutely is a, there is a special place in hell for somebody who fabricates a rape allegation. And it has happened in the past. Duke Lacrosse, the Rolling Stone article. There is plenty of evidence, there's plenty of cases out there where rape was completely fabricated. Never happened. And uh, people have alleged cases of rape when nothing ever took place. Not even consensual sex. Okay? But that said, if you... Um, Innocent until proven guilty, but goes both ways. Judge Kavanaugh should be presumed innocent unless there is there is evidence to prove otherwise. Just like Miss Ford's story and her accusations should be taken as she is telling the truth until there is evidence to prove otherwise. You cannot prove otherwise just because, oh, she's friends with the Clintons or, you know, she helped fundraise for this lefty group. Politics and political ideology have nothing to do with anything. It's circumstantial at best. So here's what needs to happen. Everybody paying attention to this case needs to seriously kind of back off from it. And here's why. This, this encounter happened over 30 years ago, allegedly. Now, that in and of itself is not evidence that Ms. Ford is lying. I forget the actual statistics, but a majority of rape victims wait a substantial amount of time before they report what happened to them, if they ever report. There are rapes out there that happen that never, ever, ever get reported. Why? Because unfortunately, and this is hugely unfortunate, many women out there feel embarrassed. Many women out there feel like they were at fault. Many women out there feel like they won't be believed. And if you look at how People, some people on the right are handling this, you can kind of understand why they would think that. Because some people on the right are instantly uh, taking Miss Ford and defaming her character just because they don't like her. The fact of the matter is, really only two people in this world know what happened. Without a doubt, only one person in this world actually knows. The two people that know what happened are Miss Ford and Judge Kavanaugh. The one person that undoubtedly knows is Judge Kavanaugh. If he knows without a doubt that he never sexually assaulted or raped anybody, then he didn't do it. But, like I said, Miss Ford could believe Miss Ford could have actually been sexually assaulted at a party in 1982 
by somebody that she believes was Brett Kavanaugh. It does not make her somebody who is just trying to defame an innocent person. Now, everything that I said here could be flat out wrong. She might be a uh, Soros operative who is do who is making it all up just to defame Brett Kavanaugh to prevent him from getting confirmed to the Supreme Court. Could be, but it's highly doubtful. It's highly doubtful because there is such a minority of, basically the odds are just against it. It's possible, but not probable. And unless you can prove otherwise, you cannot lay judgment and say that as a matter of fact. Now, there are things that concern me about Judge Kavanaugh. I had an entire show where we dissected Judge Kavanaugh's past rulings and what he, uh, what his opinions were on certain things. And those should be whether, whether or not we decide that we should, we should support him. The one thing that has really come out of this whole circus is the fact that supporters of Judge Kavanaugh have a bigger motivation to support him now than ever. It is almost embarrassing, especially whenever you consider some of his past rulings, because some of them have not been great. But people are, have put him in an idolized status because of this circus that has gone on. I'm going to play for you a little snippet of something that Andrew Napolitano uh, was giving. It's a lecture by Andrew Napolitano. For those who don't know, which everybody here should know who Andrew Napolitano is, he is probably one of the most originalist and uh, Lockean-based judges that has ever seen this nation. He is a wonderful human being. He is far more libertarian than anything else. And he interprets the words of the Constitution as they were written back in 1787. He interprets what the actual uh, founders meant when they said things like, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Whenever it says things like, the people shall be secured in their persons, papers, uh, houses, and effects. He is an originalist. He is far more of an originalist than Brett Kavanaugh is. So I'm going to replay you this, and there's really nothing new about what he's going to say versus what we talked about uh, several weeks ago when he was first nominated. But... I think it's important to kind of recap it because this should be the criteria that we examine whenever we are debating whether or not we support a justice. Check this out. Your right to think as you wish, to say what you think, to publish what you say. Your right to develop your own personality. I've told O'Reilly a hundred times he better be grateful that that's a natural right. <laughs> Your right to worship or not to worship. Your right to associate or not to associate. Your right to defend yourself. 
which of course is not the right to shoot deer, it's the right to shoot at tyrants if they take over the government and we have to drive them away or we have to secede, just as we seceded from Great Britain. Your right to stay in your house without the government's troops coming in, the Third Amendment, and the quintessential American right in the Fourth, the right to be left alone, which of course today we call privacy. The Fourth is the most unique one because it says the people, it doesn't say the citizens, it says the people shall not be interfered with in their persons, houses, papers and effects, persons, houses, papers, and effects, except by a warrant signed by a judge based on probable cause. Probable cause means probable cause of crime. It doesn't mean probable cause that you're talking to a book agent in Florence, a real case in which the NSA was listening to a conversation in Italian. They thought they were hearing a uh, a terrorist. They were just hearing a guy in New York trying to buy a book from the book agent in Florence. When the case came to court, the judge said, well, there's no prosecution here. They didn't come after you for anything you said. Therefore, there's no violation of the Fourth Amendment. Who wrote that opinion? See if you've heard of this guy. Right here, he is writing out Kavanaugh's name. about which more later. <laughs> okay, so now we have to ask ourselves some questions. And the questions are, is this for real? Does the government really believe in the natural law tradition? Is this for real? Has anybody really consented to the government but do you know anybody that's consented to the Constitution? I mean, do you consent to the Constitution by voting? Suppose you don't vote. Do you consent to the government if the government, if the people you voted for are not in the government? Do you consent to the government by walking on the sidewalk? If, if the government really believes that our laws are natural, then how could we have the Patriot Act, which permits federal agents to write their own search warrants, forgetting the requirement that only judges can issue search warrants under the Fourth Amendment. I could tell you stories about the Patriot Act, but not only does it permit federal agents to write their own search warrants, so FBI agent A writes a search warrant authorizing FBI agent B, there's got to be at least two of these characters involved in this, and then B can serve the search warrant. And when they serve the search warrant, they say, by the way, you can't tell anybody that we served this on you. That's another violation. You can't tell anybody. The government's going to enforce silence. What about Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech? What young lawyer was the scrivener when they were putting together the Patriot Act? There he is. He circles Kavanaugh's name. Now you know why I was willing to get my fingers burned by pointing this out 10 days ago. Does it matter if Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted Miss Ford in 1982? Absolutely it does. But can we prove it? No, we cannot. Usually... In the vast majority of cases, the longer a victim waits to 
report an assault, the exponentially less likely it is that they will be found guilty because as time goes on, memories and stories become diluted and evidence becomes lost. Hard evidence becomes lost. If it is true, then Brett Kavanaugh is not fit for the Supreme Court. But we will have, it will be impossible to prove that it is true, if it is. If it's not true, which it should always be presumed to be not true, unless you can prove otherwise, which I just said is basically impossible at this point, Brett Kavanaugh is not the best pick for the Supreme Court. He's certainly better than some people, I guess. But we need to remember that this circus has done nothing to add to the intellectual conversation that needs to be happening on whether or not Judge Kavanaugh is fit for the Supreme Court, whether he really is a, an ambassador for liberty on this despotic oligarchy, oligarchic tribunal that is the Supreme Court. I gave you my opinions of him when he was first nominated. I don't think he's going to be a great justice for us. I think he's going to do far more to disappoint us than he will to excite us in his rulings. And right now, what you see on the left is people demonizing him when they have no way to substantiate the claims made against him. And what you see on the right is people idolizing him when they have no means to uh, substantiate against the claims being made on him. And they are ignoring these very things that need to be examined whenever it comes to picking a justice for the Supreme Court. Anthony Kennedy was not a good justice at all. I think that Kavanaugh might do a little bit better, but he's not pro-liberty. I think that we should openly reject him until they until Donald Trump nominates somebody that is pro-liberty. Hell, I would love to see Andrew Napolitano no nominated to the Supreme Court. I would love that. But it's not going to happen. Um, I do not support Judge Kavanaugh going to the court. It has nothing to do with this rape allegation. It has everything to do with his views on the role of government and, our view, and views on our natural rights and views on the Constitution. That's why I don't support him. And that's why anybody who doesn't support him, that's why they should not support him. And that's why everybody who idolizes him needs to wake up and see what is actually being nominated. Judicial review is not something that the Supreme Court should have the power to do, but it is something that they have done for 200 years. And that power does not have a check on it. It is an unchecked and awesome power that essentially five people 
who are not elected get to wield for the rest of their life. The five people that ultimately wield it uh, changes because there are nine on the court. But those five people have such an awesome power that it can shape the very fabric of this country or tear it apart. And that is all the more reason why whenever it comes to judicial scrutiny, it should be as deep and as harsh as possible. We should not be nominating people who do things like help write the Patriot Act or uphold uh, NSA spying on Americans without a warrant. That's not what we should be advocating for. We should be abdicating for liberty above all else. And that's why I do not support Brett Kavanaugh for Supreme Court. Anyway, that's going to do it for me this week, Lone Star Gunners. Please like and subscribe if you are not already. Uh, Share this podcast with your friends. And until next Monday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production, hosted and edited by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2018.